Hello, and welcome to the She Flourishes podcast, a weekly soul-stirring conversation that lifts you out of the funk and into the flourishing life, so you can live life as the best version of you. I'm your host, Brenda Jasmine. For the past 11 years, I've been coaching women and leading personal development workshops as a speaker and mindset coach. She Flourishes is an extension of those workshops and conversations and is designed to help you create the flourishing life that you were meant to live. Let's get started. I'm so excited today to have my guest here, Susan Hyatt. Welcome, Susan. Well, hello. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be on the She Flourishes podcast. Yes. Well, and it started as the She Flourishes Summit, as you know. And those of you who were part of that will um, remember that Susan gave a talk about how to help women get what they want. And uh, it was definitely a fan favorite of the She Flourishes Summit um, and all everything that you shared about helping women to flourish. So I wanted to bring you back on to the podcast to talk about helping women to flourish. And before I do that, I just want to let the audience know a little bit about, about you, Susan. So Susan Hyatt is a master certified life and business coach, and she has helped thousands, thousands of women to get the life that they want. She's also the best-selling author of a book called Bear. Um, I love this book. If you don't have a copy of it yet, um, you need to get one. It's all about helping women to stop shrinking their bodies and start expanding their lives. She also spoke to a sold-out audience at the TEDx conference that's the largest one in the U.S., And um, I love her topic for that. It was all about why women need to stop obsessing about their weight and instead focus on earning money, gaining power, smashing the patriarchy and running the world. And (laughs) when she's not hyping up her clients or leading epic retreats to places like Morocco um, or making a scene, um, you'll find her swooning over her roses in her garden, cuddling with her sweet pups named, how cute is this, Mark and Mindy. She's a runner, so you might find her running through the trails with her best friend or telling her husband that he needs to take on more of her invisible workload so she can earn more and rest more. So, <laughs> <laughs> that tells you a lot about Susan. <laughs> Correct. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, thank you for that beautiful intro. So I started following Susan um, over 10 years ago. She ran, and I don't even know how I came across you, Susan, if it was like in an Oprah magazine or something. Oh, yeah. you're also, she's a Martha Beck coach. You're a Martha Beck coach. And so mm-hmm. somewhere along the line, I came across your name. And I remember going on your website and um, I joined, there was a program you did with Brooke Castillo called Weight School. And then I also remember going on your website and there's this beautiful woman on a bicycle with flowers and it said, life is delicious. Yes. And and it was all about creating the life that you crave. And I read that and it just spoke to my heart. And I have to say um, that Susan, even though Susan and I have never met in person, she, Susan, you have been such a mentor to me and I am running the business I'm running today and living the life I live today because I've been following you and learning from you all these years. And I got to work more closely with you this past year in your in-demand, is it in or on-demand? I always forget. 
in demand, but in I demand. often I often will call it on demand. Okay. In demand. Yeah, maybe it's Netflix, all the Netflix I watch. <laughs> right, right. But in demand and quick start. And so I got to work with you personally um, this past year, which was amazing. And then also um, just watching you over the years, like, and people who follow me know that, like, I run these positivity talk workshops, and I I ran these super soul um, Fridays in my basement with a couple of, of, of my life uh, of other life coaches that are friends. And a lot of this was inspired by Susan who said, create the life you crave. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to create the life I crave. And I've been watching you all these years, Susan, and the things that you do, and it's, you're so bold and courageous and out there in the world doing all these things. And it really has inspired me. And I just want to thank you for all that you do and all you've done to inspire me to flourish thank in my you. life. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. It, it it means everything to me, you know, to hear like, wow, a decade being in each other's yeah. world. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's funny. You should bring up life is delicious. That was my very first trademark. And, um, and I really have gotten back to those roots, uh, this year, uh, with deciding to create a program very similar called life of yes which is about like just really living the life that you want. So Susan, yes, your your Life of Yes program is um, something I, I've been watching um, what you've been saying about that. And I was part of your um, your Finish Strong conference. And I know that um, the whole theme of that was about living a life of yes as well. And I think that ties in so nicely to flourishing, which is why I, one of the reasons too, I wanted to bring you on the podcast to talk about, you know, what it means to live a life of yes, because in my mind, living a life of yes and living a flourishing life, um, I think those two go, go hand in hand. Absolutely. And I love that word flourish because that's, Right. If you're living a life of yes, then everything's flourishing. You know, your your intimate life, your creative life, your spiritual life, your business life. And so living a life of yes is really owning your power, owning who you are, living unapologetically and saying yes to your deepest cravings. And um, I tell you, I um I recently had a family reach out to me. A mother died, passed away early at 67 years old from breast cancer. And she asked that they reach out to me so that I tell her story because 10 years prior, so when she was 57 years old, she found a lump in her breast and she did not go to the doctor because she was afraid to get weighed. She was afraid, more afraid of what her scale weight would say at the doctor's office than she was of cancer. And of course, as she got sicker, she did go to the doctor and she found that this was a highly preventable form of breast cancer that could have saved her life had she gone. And so the message is like, diet culture is literally killing us. And one of the biggest obstacles to a woman living a life of yes is being preoccupied with things like, how skinny am I? You know, what jean mm -hmm. sizes am I wearing? And like using up our capacity and being so afraid 
um, to have some weight on us that I just, it gave me such a nod from beyond that this woman would even think of me, first of all, Mm -hmm. on her deathbed and that her children would say, you know, please share her story because our mom, she was a young mom. She she sacrificed her whole life to raise these children and didn't take care of her own health. And for what? Right. And so Mm. I'm here to say life of yes is prioritizing your mental health and your physical health and figuring out what matters to you so that so that you live a long life that is intended to be spent on things that matter and not regretting that you didn't take care of your basic needs yes wow what a powerful story and um it just says so much right about our diet culture and and the worrying so much about the number on the scale and um how we let that get in the way of of our health and and go and not not just that but also like going out in the world and and living the life that we want to live and and holding ourselves back right because we're we're concerned about our weight concerned about the way we look um, and Susan, I think um, it was fascinating to me because I think it was like two hours before we got on this podcast interview. I You did a post on Facebook in your Facebook group mm-hmm. um, that said one of the things that keeps coming into your mind is how tomorrow is um, nothing here is promised mm-hmm. and tomorrow is not promised. And we think we have all the time in the world. And um, for those of you who have listened to my trailer, I talk about um, the reason I do this work in the world or one of the powerful stories that has led me to doing this work in the world is that my dad passed away. You mentioned that woman was 67. My dad was 65 when he had a, a massive heart attack. And, um, and but he lived his life like he had like and, and Susan always says she wants to be the woman with the stories and not the regrets. And mm-hmm. so my dad was the kind of person he lived his life. He lived in three different countries. He had the stories. He if there was a business he wanted to run or something he wanted to do, he he went after it. And I had a dream. Um, and Susan doesn't know any of this. So I'm just telling her this for the first time. But <laughs> I had a dream a few months ago about my dad. And he said to me. Or in the dream, he said tomorrow is never promised. Mm. And then I read this today that you said, and then now you're telling me this story about this woman. And I think this whole life of yes, right? It's about, um, you know, we don't know how much time we have and why are we waiting to say yes to our lives? Why are we waiting to flourish? And so it's such an important, um, important topic. It's such an important thing to think about. Well, thank you for sharing about your father, you know, and and like, wow, those are a couple of winks for you today um, that you're on the right path and your work is so desperately needed. Um, and I and I do think, you know, it's been on my mind a lot lately, which is why I made that post that I see I see smart, successful women busying themselves with things online that are just distracting them from from their purpose, from what matters, from like, you know, while while it may temporarily feel good, 
to get in these online arguments mm-hmm. about things. Um, like what could you be doing for yourself, for your family, for your legacy? Um, that it is really meaningful. And I just think like, wow, I don't want to find myself later in life wishing that I had been really living inside the moment of my life and, and, and just playing on the, instead, like just playing on the surface and doing things that aren't serving us. And so it's just really been on my mind to be ruthless with curating my social media feeds with what I'm watching on television, with the music I'm listening to, with the books I'm reading, with the conversations I'm having. This isn't anything new. That's all in my bear book. Mm -hmm. But I keep sort of being reminded by stories of your father and stories of this woman and um, things that are happening all around us. It's like, wow, like, why was I so preoccupied with, you know, a mug that arrived broken in the mail or, <laughs> you know, like whether or not the lawn treatment guy came on time, right? We can busy ourselves with things that are like, that is inconsequential. Like we need mm. to focus on what really, really matters. And I think the reason why women aren't flourishing is because we're carrying this invisible workload and we're doing everything for everyone else. And we're taught that our currency is how we look and how productive we are. And though those things keep us from expanding our lives and really going after our dreams. Yes. And say more about the invisible workload, because when you mentioned this in the She Flourishes Summit, that was a very hot topic mm-hmm. um, that really resonated with a lot of, of the women in my audience. So mm-hmm. can you just tell us a little bit more about what that is? Sure. So when my kids were really little, I didn't have this language. I I knew I just would get into these arguments with my husband and say, like, I do more. And we would get into this tit for tat about who did more. And research proves that uh, women are carrying around an invisible backpack with a part-time job. And many women will push back and say, no, it's an extra full-time job. Mm. It's it's physical and emotional labor that we do inside of our relationships, inside of our families, our communities, our offices. And so it might look like, it might be something as simple as you're the one that knows what sippy cup to give the toddler so that they don't have a tantrum or you're the keeper of all the things. You know when the animals go to the vet for their vaccinations. You're the one that gets notifications from the school about pajama day at school. You're the one who is the keeper of all the things. You know where things live in the house. And then the emotional labor is being the buffer, the mood manager, um, the one who keeps the peace, the one who brings the family together. And these jobs that aren't compensated add up to women being exhausted and having to, quote unquote, do everything. And so you might have audience members listening. I get this all the time where people will say, well, I have a I have a great spouse or partner. My partner cooks or my partner. Listen, I have an amazing husband Mm -hmm. and every single day. I am constantly pointing out that's another example of the invisible workload. 
Mm. And the point isn't to win an argument. The point is so that change can happen and you can get your time and capacity back. And so, for example, what I noticed this holiday season after being married almost 30 years (laughs) is that while I was traveling for a month, he did all the holiday shopping. And he's the, you know, now he might have to say like, what size is someone, Mm -hmm. right? Another part of the invisible labor, but change can happen. So for any of you listening or like, yep, that's my, that's what's going on in my house. I'm here to say that I point it out so that you can make changes within yourself and within your families so that you aren't the one doing everything. Yes. And part of that is, is I love that you're talking about pointing it out, not, not to create an argument and say, see, like, look what I'm doing, but mm-hmm. just to kind of say, okay, how can we make this more fair for everyone? And how can we delegate? And, and even just to check ourselves. And it really resonated with me to the last time I, when you, I heard you speak about this, um, cause I've heard you talk about the work, but when you mentioned the emotional management piece mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. I noticed like, myself doing that. And then part of that isn't even delegating. It's even just having the awareness, like where you start to feel your shoulders go up and you're feeling like, oh my goodness, I've got to be managing everyone's emotions. And then just to even just, I found for myself, um, just to kind of say, wait a minute, I don't have to own all of that. And I don't know what your suggestions you have, if you notice yourself managing the emotions, if that's what you recommend doing, or if there's anything else that you do. Yeah. Right. So Um, you know, I think that most women will, when we're talking about, we're recording this during the holiday season, no matter what holiday you celebrate, um, immediately we'll start to anticipate, you know, so-and-so is going to say this, or, Hey, don't bring up, you know, that they're not working or, Hey, like Mm so-and-so is still single. So please don't right we we think that we're being helpful by reminding everyone and trying to manage everyone what they say what they do what they don't and i catch myself doing it all the time brenda i i mm. even said something to my husband um about the tone in which he emailed some family members about <laughs> something i'm like you know i read that and it's like wow okay here it is right here I'm trying to what manage everybody's moods and feelings, which is impossible. Mm-hmm. I think that step number one is becoming aware of how often, because we're trained to do it by culture at large. Notice how often we're trying to manage and control other people's moods and feelings. Mm-hmm. Then working on our belief that we can even do that. I mean, like, have you noticed <laughs> that people? <laughs> are going to have their thoughts and feelings regardless of how we tiptoe on eggshells around or try to, you know, sit this person next to this person so there's not a blow up. Um, And if we can take back our power, we allow other people to step into their own power. And guess what? Then they learn how to relate to one another. Then they learn how to, if there is an argument, it's theirs. It's not ours. Yes. And I think about all the energy that takes too, yes. and all the managing. And so when we're talking about how do we 
if we're going to go out and flourish and live our dreams and make sure, you know, we're putting ourselves into the equation and not just making it all about everyone else in our lives, then these are beautiful ways that we can bring our power and energy back toward ourselves. Like, I just think, yeah, what a, what a relief and, and all that energy we can save by not trying to manage everybody all the time or, and even to think we can. My gosh. And, and I have to say, um, I, my husband and my son, they butt heads. I mean, they butt heads. And I, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but I decided that I was going to stop trying to manage that, that like I would go to one and say, you know, when you say this to your father, you know, this is what goes on in his mind and vice versa. And do you know what? They actually have a closer relationship today than I do. I, than I think I would do with my son. It's like, I'm like, wait, Ryan called you and told you what? I didn't hear Mm. about that. I'm like, wow, look what happens when you step out of the middle and let people fight or not fight and create their own way together. And I firmly believe that they wouldn't have the tight relationship that they have unless I had stepped out of the way and quit trying to buffer and manage everything. Wow. That's that's saying a lot. I think that that's interesting, right? Because we think, mm-hmm. oh, if I'm not in there meddling or, or right. like managing, as we like to call it, right? <laughs> then right. Um, we think, you know, it's 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 uh, we're the ones that are going to help be the glue for the relationship, right? And instead, right. it can actually be interfering. Yeah. And so, Susan, you mentioned it is the holiday season, and I'm thinking about we're at that time of year where women are looking at, okay. Um, well, not just women, people are saying, okay, 2023 is coming up, right? And so, you know, and if they're thinking, okay, yeah, 2023, okay, I'm gonna, I don't want to have that invisible workload. And I want to have a life of yes. And I I want to flourish. Like, what, what would you, what do you think they can do? Like to, um, to start at least to take some steps toward creating this beautiful life for themselves? Well, I think the first thing is acknowledging that you have goals, desires, and cravings that are your own, that are separate from family goals, separate from just business goals, although business goals are amazing. I think that most women, um, when they stumble upon my work, aren't even aware of what it is that they really want because women are taught not, not to allow themselves to even go there because it's like selfish or impractical or whatever. And so I think step number one is figuring out like, what are you yearning for? What are you longing for? What What is, when you daydream, if you allow yourself to daydream, where does your mind go? If you don't daydream, an, an easy indicator of what you might be craving is following your jealousy. Um, If you're scrolling online and and you stop the scroll on something, think about when you stop and you're like, oh, you know, you're like, "Mm." and (laughs) and what is it? Right. Is it a relationship you wish you had? Is it money? Is it travel? Is it experiences? And here's the great news. If you notice that you have that little green monster rearing its ugly head, that's actually your higher self tapping you on the shoulder to say, hey, this is possible for you. 
but it's just been hijacked by your primitive brain and turned like from abundance into scarcity. Mm. So I want you, if you, if you aren't someone who allows yourself the space to daydream, which most women are not, mm-hmm. um, a good breadcrumb towards what you want for your life in 2023 could be what, what gets you like, what mm-hmm. are you like? Oh man, if only I could fill oh, in that blank. Yes. If only I could. So, and I, I think that's a great, and we've all been there, right? Where we're looking at, and then you sort of feel like, oh, I feel a little jealous by that. But I've also heard too, like that, that can be your soul speaking to you and saying like, you know, that's, that's something um, I want and, and that's okay. And it doesn't mean you don't want the other person to have that, like they can still have it, but you know we want that for our lives too. And that's okay to notice that. So I love that because I think um, you're right. I think a lot of women, even if you say, what do you want? They don't necessarily know. So taking that time to daydream or or taking that time to notice what makes them jealous. Mm -hmm. Well, they, because our minds quickly go to, well, I don't know how I would pull that off. So never mind. And and I just want to encourage people to to make the list of what are the cravings and we can worry about how a little later. But the first thing is like, what do you actually really want that's different? Um, number one. And then number two, you can get to work on um, shoring up capacity leaks, energy leaks by what I was mentioning before, like, what are you what are you reading? What are you looking at online that's zapping your energy? What are the conversations you're having? What are the invisible workload duties that are on your plate that you want to get off your plate? And you absolutely can. You absolutely can outsource things, hire things, trade things, delegate things, much more than you than you think. Okay. I I think that's really helpful. So noticing where, where are energy leaks, mm-hmm. um, the invisible workload and making sure we're reclaiming that, that time and that energy by noticing. Absolutely. Can, okay. can and I our environment, I mean- taking things. I love that too, about taking out like what, what are we allowing into our environment that is depleting us? And yeah. Go I ahead, have sorry. to tell you, I have to tell you there, there are this is recent. There are a couple folks that were in my newsfeed that previously I enjoyed. And I started to notice like, wow, like the things they're saying and posting seem very mean spirited. And why am I allowing that into my, you know, I was having a beautiful morning mm-hmm. and I saw this stuff that kind of bummed me out. And I'm like, no, like I, you don't, you don't get to pull up a chair here and poop on my parade. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And it's, it's being conscious and aware of that because sometimes we can be looking at our feed, right. And we don't even know what's put us in that mood or why we were affected. So I think it's so, um, so great that you noticed it and had the, well, of course, you know, you do this work all and help other women do this work. So you're very conscious of what's in your environment, which I know you do talk about in your book as well. And yeah. so I, I think that is really good to really be aware and notice, yeah, the impact that that's having. And listen, here's, 
this might surprise some people, but I have my 24 year old child on mute on my phone because he likes to text me multiple times a day <laughs> with the roller coaster ride that is his 20 something life. And I noticed as much as I love him and want to chat with him, I'm going to do that at the end of my day because mm. I can get all like worried about this 20 something relationship drama stuff. And, and then he's moved on. He's like yes. having a fine day, right? And I'm stuck with this mom worry. And I'm like, yes. you know what? You are muted. And I check <laughs> I check that at 4 p.m. every day to see what's uh, happening in your life. And so it, it doesn't have to be like cutting people out of your life or blocking people. But you can use those buttons, delete, block, mute <laughs> on even your very close loved ones. <laughs> That's so good. And I, I've, I've totally been there with the, um, yeah, they've moved on and they're fine. And we're still, you're still feeling all the emotions or, or worrying and everything. It's, and they're like, they're off doing the next thing. It's so, right. so true right. what we do as moms. Mm -hmm. And so, okay. So we need to be aware of, of what it is that we want um, we need to clean up our environment and, or sorry, be aware of what we want. Part of that is noticing what makes us jealous, um, mm -hmm. because that's, that's potentially a message about what we really want. Um, and then yeah, cleaning up our, shoring up our resources, getting rid of some of that invisible workload, um, cleaning up our environment. And this, these are the things that can help us flourish in 2023. Is there anything else you'd add to that list, Susan? I mean, there are so many things, but I would say if you're not someone who currently moves your body on a regular basis, I would encourage you to find a form of movement, um, whether it's dancing around your living room or power walking or Pilates or rock climbing or canoeing. There's so many ways to move your body. But what I have noticed is that with my clients that I am able to get to move consistently with love, they're able to have all of that intense emotion that we feel on a daily basis process and flow out. And it just makes everything so much better. You're able to hear yourself so much better if you're moving emotion through the body. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. That sounds, I, I love that. And I think it's, um, I find too, it helps, it, it helps with your creativity too. So when you think about, you'd mentioned, first of all, it's thinking like, what do you want? And then worry about the how later. And then sometimes getting to the how is, is being able to move your body and oxygenate your brain and have those creative ideas that show up. 100%. All of my best ideas, almost all of them come to me on a run. And um, I think that you're, it's a moving meditation. And so if any of you feel stuck creatively, feel stuck earning money, feel stuck in a variety of ways, I want to, and you're not currently moving, give it a shot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that that's really good advice. And, and when you talk about a life of yes, can you just say like, so then if it's looking at, I guess, you know, what is it you want to be doing? And, and, you know, once you get quiet or you notice or you daydream, um, what, what, how would you describe, like, what does life of yes mean to you? Maybe just because we, I know we've been talking about it a lot, but just so we're clear on what, what we mean by that. I think it's honoring my cravings and, and flexing my creativity and living in integrity and in exactly the way that I want to. And so 
Um, my life of yes is being able to carry out any wild idea I have for my relationships, my family, my business, um, my personal life. So if if I get an idea that's outrageous, my life of yes is that I know I can carry that out in some way, shape or form because I've got the tools to do it. And so it's like, oh, do you want to go to Morocco? Let's go. Oh, you want to create an online business? Let's go. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. it's to me, it's like limitless living. Mm, limitless living. So and for women that are listening that feel like and by the way, you and we'll share um, how to get in touch with Susan at the end here. Um, but yes, she went to Morocco. <laughs> she went, did a retreat. These fo those photos, Susan, that you posted, like that, just that that trip just looked incredible. Talk about oh, limitless living. <laughs> well, so you know, I've been doing retreats forever, and um, you know, Italy and France and Ireland and um, England and Thailand and. And Morocco was one of those sort of like, that would be crazy and wild and amazing. And so uh, this past year we did it and it knocked my socks off. I mean, it, it honest to goodness blew the doors off my brain. It was such a immersion of all the senses. It just hit all the senses. It was it was visually stunning. The food was amazing. The people were so warm and inviting. The the color and the, I mean, it very mm -hmm. much felt like I was in a movie. And that's mm -hmm. always my goal, to create yes. movie moments. Yes. Um, and I, I noticed that. And, and it's true. So when you, so... If you're looking for inspiration, go to Susan's <laughs> Instagram. That's that's actually a good way if you're trying to figure out, I don't know what I want. Take a look at what, what Susan's doing. And for those women that are maybe feeling like, okay, I'm just like under this invisible workload and, you know, this all set limit un, or limitless living sounds great, but I'm still in the throes of you know, getting rid of this workload or even thinking about what I want to do. And, and I think like, I know, like, I would say, you know, it doesn't mean you have to do exactly what Susan's doing or do what I'm doing in my business, but to use maybe that as a little bit of inspiration. And, and then for everyone else, it's different. Like that may not be your dream, but what's even like, I would say, what's a baby step you can take toward that and be inspired and say like, what's something I want to do and start moving toward that. But, but what would you say, Susan, like if someone's saying that all sounds really like a lot for someone that that is just um you know starting on this path. Well, I would say I totally get that because that was me 16 years ago. Um I just wanted to pay off my aqua blue minivan and have a hour to myself. Um <laughs> and so I think what just get on the path of being devoted to your own happiness and watch what happens, right? So the fact that I'm living this life that I'm living today, you know, my my 32 year old self couldn't even fathom it. So I really want to encourage you, like, start listening to the podcast, read the bear book um, and join a community that is where other women are doing great, amazing things to inspire you. 
Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and that is exactly as I started out saying, like, that's exactly, um, I've, you know, I've been so inspired by you, Susan. And, and it's so great to see a woman in the world who, you know, I think because, you know, you're a life coach too, and you have kids and and sometimes you see female role models, but they aren't, don't have a similar life to what you have. So when you see someone that does, so when I see Susan in the world, I'm like, oh, like she's showing me that that's possible. Like you can have um, kids and be a mom and run a successful business and, and do all of these things in the world. So yeah, looking for that inspiration and joining that community. And Susan, I always ask um, my guests, what's one thing that you um, recommend women to do? I know everything you've talked about would help women to flourish, but if there's one thing you'd like to leave women with that they could do to help them to flourish in their lives, what would that be? Mm. Practice thinking the thought, I am a woman who takes exceptional care of herself. If you start to consider that you're learning to become a woman who takes exceptional care of herself, that can change everything. Yes. And that's a whole standard. That's not just basic self-care, exceptional care of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. Okay. Thank you for that. And Susan, I know people are going to want to get connected with you. And so um, can you tell everyone, like, what's the best way to connect with you? How can they find out more about your life of yes and and uh, the work that you do in the world? Oh, my gosh. You're so generous. Thank you. So uh, my website is SusanHyatt.co. Um, you can find Life of Yes on my website. Um, you can listen to the podcast, You've Got Nerve. Um, you can check me out, Susan Hyatt on Instagram and, uh, those, and I'm also very active on Facebook. So any of those places you can connect with me there, but life of yes starts, uh, third week of January. Mm -hmm. And so we want to welcome as many women as possible who want help figuring out what their yes life looks like. Wonderful. And we'll make sure to put all of those in the show notes so that you can, connect with Susan and and follow her and uh, and be inspired by her and what she does in the world and get connected with her. So Susan, thank you so much for being here today for um, for taking the time to share your ideas with everyone and and um, I just I can't thank you enough not only for being here today but for um, everything you do in the world to not just inspire me but inspire so many women. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the She Flourishes podcast. I hope this episode has inspired you to keep on creating the flourishing life you deserve. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend who would benefit from it. And remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening. To learn more about how you can live a flourishing life, head over to brendajasmine.com or follow me on Instagram at underscore brendajasmine. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, keep on sharing your gifts with the world. See you soon.